Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. I am Jordan Maywood, the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today is Monday, December the 10th, and these are our stories. I always feel like I want to say that, and these are our stories, but I never do. So I did that time, just to get it out of my system. Today's sponsor is MMMAA, otherwise known as Mad Max Mixed Martial Arts Academy. Once again... Today's sponsor is MMMAA, Mad Max Mixed Martial Arts Academy, where our motto is, two men enter, one man leave. As you know, doubt, no, <laughs> weird, um, Monday within the Libro Cube is Movie Monday, where we talk about movies. Specifically, movies that I watched on the weekend, because I do not, as a sort of general rule, watch movies during the week. Huh? So there you go. Something that uh, I try to remember, and I think for the most part do remember to do at the top of each show, is to say that there will be spoilers. Spoilers, ho. Beware of spoilers, ye who tread here. Etc. There will there will not always be, and it might be minor things, but uh, because it is more difficult to talk about movies without spoiling them, I decided against it. Also, because one of my favorite uh, movie-related podcasts, a little one called "How Did This Get Made," they'll sp- pretty much spoil the whole thing, and I like it better that way. It's just a more a sort of well-rounded experience in my mind. Does that make sense? Yes, of course it does. I quite often will ask, does that make sense, it seems. Hmm. All right, so let's uh, jump right into movie the first. A little film by the name of Total Recall. Total Recall, not the original. Total Recall, the remake. Although... In this case, Remake. Remake is kind of misleading, as the movie is um, (laughs) 99% different than the original. And let's just get this in right uh, right out of the way. Right off the bat, right out of the way. Up up first. It's, uh, It's not as good as the original. So, there you go. If you uh, ever are in a situation in which you uh, you have to watch a Total Recall movie and you have a choice of the original or this one, watch the original. This has been a public service announcement from the lackadaisical liberal cubiculist. Um, something else I, I wrote a little note here is that for some reason the missus, when she heard that this movie was being remade, she uh, called it Triple Reaction, so now whenever I hear the movie Total Recall brought up, I want to call it Triple Reaction. So let's do that 
for the rest of the review. Because it is funny. Huh. Triple reaction. The uh, stars are Mr. Colin Farrow, who uh, took over the role played originally by Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jessica Beale, who played the role of, um, I guess, the dark-haired girl <laughs> from the original. I don't know what her name is. I don't, you know, that's curious. Did she ever do any other movies? I don't know. Huh. And, um, Kate Beckinsale took the role of, uh, that was originally played by, uh, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Yes, that's right. So there you go. That's, that's what we got. The, the names are the same. Now, where does it differ? Just about every single... The plot, totally different. N not even not even a hint of the same plot, basically. There was uh, two points in the movie where it's kind of like they just gave a little nod to the original. And that was, of course, in the original Triple Reaction, they had a woman with three boobs very famously, a three-boobed woman, and uh, they did that again, which I think they basically had to do. Uh, that kind of goes without saying. If you remake a movie with a woman who has three boobs, you better goddamn well put that woman in. She was uh, very hot. The boobs looked more real than they did, so I'll give those three thumbs up. One per boob. The other uh, part was actually funny. Um, this is a bit of a... It's not really a spoiler so much as you'll know what's happening now and it will be ruined for you. Uh, there was a scene in the original where Arnie... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I like to call him Arnie. Arnie um, was basically... We'll just say basically. Disguised as a woman. A woman um, with like a, a really big fat woman with bright red hair and pretty ugly, uh, as he was, like, going through a checkpoint at an airport or a spaceport. So they uh, basically started out with that exact scene and then had this woman going through the checkpoint again. So you think, oh, okay, so they're going to redo this scene exactly how they did it. Uh, and the woman even looked very similar, which was funny. Uh, but then, the little twist they did on it, which I thought was really cool, and one of the best parts of the movie, was uh, that uh, it wasn't actually, Colin Farrell wasn't actually disguised as a woman, he was disguised as the sort of Chinese-Asian uh, gentleman who was behind the woman, disguised as him instead. So, that was good, because it's, I, I, I know I've mentioned in past a lot of episodes, Movie Mondays, or TV Tuesdays, or Her Video Games Days, or Book About Wednesdays, that when I am watching anything, and something happens that surprises me and I did not see coming, that's probably one of my favorite things to happen uh, in that sort of viewing experience, just because uh, it's quite often one of the rarer -er 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 things to happen, sadly. It's hard to, uh, I think it's hard, very hard for writers and directors and what have you to uh, get in that element of surprise. It doesn't happen as often as I would like. Maybe uh, in mysteries, like 
But you know what? They don't make a lot of mystery movies, do they? Okay, uh, better move on. Uh, let's see, Triple Reaction, a.k.a. Total Recall, will go 3 out of 5. It was fun while I was watching it, but I would never watch it again. The original will go 4 to 5 out of 5. Oh, that just reminds me. No, Quato, what the fuck? How do you, how do you make um, Triple Reaction without Quato? It's ridiculous. Okay, sorry. Super, super high points, though, for Kate Beckinsale and Jessica Biel, who are so incredibly good-looking that it is... It's, it's eerie. If I had to choose, I think I would choose Kate Beckinsale, just because Jessica Biel is, like, almost beautiful to the point that she's too beautiful. Does that, does that make sense? Too perfect-looking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, we'll give them both 5 out of 5, though. <laughs> Rating women. Oh, yeah, that, that'll go over well. Okay, the next movie is The Longest Day, or what I like to refer to uh, from now on, The Longest Movie. This is a war flick. Uh, I usually always... <laughs> this is kind of giving it away. I usually always love a good war movie. This one, it was pretty boring, and it was friggin' long. It was over two and a half hours long, I think. I watched it while playing video games, so that made the slow parts seem not as slow, I guess. It uh, was all about um, the, uh, during World War II, the sort of invasion by Allied forces on D-Day. So, that's a that's an interesting subject, no? Like uh, how in Saving Private Ryan, that's basically how the the uh, movie started, the storming of the beaches. Now, Saving Private Ryan gets probably a 5 or a 6 out of 5, and that scene was just amazing. So, I don't think after the Saving Private Ryan storming the beaches scene, I don't see how anyone could ever do it better, and these people did it much worse. Oh yeah, you know what? I've, I got a question about that. You know how the uh, the like Nazis put the uh, the giant like metal X's on the beach? Why did they do that? Uh, my guess is it's that so they couldn't get like unload jeeps and stuff and tanks, and the tanks couldn't go couldn't go any further than the giant metal X things. Is that, is that why? It's just because they always seem like they offer cover to the guys storming the beach, which is kind of weird. Uh, it's a John Wayne war movie. There are probably other famous people in this that I just don't know their names, because this movie was uh, was made, from my point of view, a long time ago. <laughs> it was in black and white, which I know we've watched one other black and white movie, and that doesn't really... Some people are... Uh, will not watch a black and white movie. I really don't care so much, so we'll watch them. Uh, what else? Uh, it was just long, drawn out. Something they did that I did enjoy, for the most part, is the fact that they did it from the point of view of, um, like, uh, the Axes and the Allies. So from, like, the, from the point of view of the English, the point of view of the Americans, a point of view of the Nazis. Uh, so that was nice to get a little perspective of what everyone was doing on that day. 
whether it is historically accurate or not, uh, who can say, right? Because the winners write the history. As somebody once said, that was much smarter than I am. Okay, so let's uh, leave the longest day behind with a short review. <laughs> Take that. Longest movie. Uh, I'm going to go two. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Two out of five. Do not recommend. Some good points, mostly not. Okay, uh, oh, you know what I didn't mention? Six movies today. So we're going to try to do the three and three. Three on the drive to work, three on the drive home. Uh, the next movie is Looper. Looper? I don't even know her. <laughs> Starring Mr. Joseph Gordon Levitt and a Mr. Uh, Bruce Willis. You uh, may have heard of this movie. I think it did very well with the critics and fans alike. It's a very, very interesting premise. I uh, should maybe explain my bias right off the bat that I love anything time travel related, anything whatsoever. Most of my favorite Star Trek episodes are always ones where time travel is involved. You know what, that probably, if you've, uh, if you listen to the uh, TV Tuesday in which I really, really almost embarrassingly so nerded out on Doctor Who. Maybe that's probably part of the reason, is that he is a time traveler. That I Maybe that's why I dig him so much. Uh, this one was... Uh, the, the premise is that uh, this, it takes place in, oh, I even wrote it down, 2044, and although in 2044 time travel had not been invented yet, what happens is that in the future, when it had been invented... Because things were in place, let's just say, let's just kind of boil it down, things are in place on Earth that make it extremely difficult to kill people and get away with it, alright? So in order to kill someone and get away with it, they uh, what they'll do is send that person back to the year 2044, where they are then uh, murdered. That way, I guess, the things that are in place make it are, are no longer there, and people can be murdered. So let's, let's actually, now that I think about it, and say it out loud, that's kind of does not make sense. But that is the premise. So these people, these loopers, will be given a sort of time and uh, place in which to show up with their uh, guns. Their guns are cool because they call them blunder buses, which is pretty old school, and they'll show up and then this person will sort of pop into existence and they'll shoot them, and uh, the person will have uh, will be will have a bunch of silver bars attached to their back, and that's sort of the looper's payment. So that's uh, sort of your backdrop to this story. Now, every once in a while, uh, because for some reason, they uh, they don't trust these loopers in the distant future, um, which I don't know. I don't really get that either. <laughs> I guess there's some plot holes in this now that I think about it. Uh, they will send back the uh, looper to kill himself, if, if you follow me. 
So someone will pop into existence, the guy will pull a gun, as he's done, you know, dozens of times, and then he'll sort of take the mask off, and it will be him as an old man. You feel me? Uh, oh, and st- uh, something I kind of liked is that instead of silver, it will be gold bars, and it's sort of their retirement fund. So this, th- these people will know that a certain time they are going to be killed, but they will have all these gold bars, so at least they can sort of live out their lives in luxury. I like that uh, idea. So the whole sort of thing revolves around how uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a looper, and his old self, played by Bruce Willis, comes back to be murdered. Um, but escapes. Ooh, daringly. Daringly escapes. Which is uh, big troubles for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He escapes and then has some... Let's, let's, I'm close to work, so I, I feel like I don't have to give this away. He, uh, Bruce Willis brings back some sort of vital information about the future and wants to stop something from happening. Alright, let's, uh, we could leave it at that. Uh, it was a good movie, despite me kind of talking about it and saying, oh, that doesn't make too much sense. I did, uh, I did enjoy it. Would probably even watch it again, just to maybe try to make sense of it a little more than I guess I did. So we'll give it a 4 out of 5. I'm just uh, about at work. Uh, one podcast-related thingamajig I wanted to get out of the way is that the site that hosts, hosts this podcast is called Podbean, as you may know. They uh, occasionally would be down, which was frustrating. But I just got a message from them that they're now uh, hosting their podcast on this sort of Amazon cloud network, which apparently is supposed to be very reliable. So for all of you who have tried to listen to uh, these podcasts and been let down, uh, that problem should go away, I hope. Uh, if it does not, maybe let me know at the email address provided at the end of the show. I'm going to go do eight hours of work and meet you back here for... Trizo more movies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Back. We are back. Back in action. Hello again. That was a goddamn fucking busy day. Okay, let's, uh, for shits and or giggles, play a little game I like to call QQQQQQ107 Radio Roulette. Here we go. That was the end of the song, so we're going to mark that down in the win column. What do you think our uh, our ratio is for songs to getting not songs? Uh, I'm going to go for every song we get, we've had five or six just people talking or commercials. Is that a, is that a safe, safe bet? 
Have you been listening along? I'll tell you what I'll do. If anyone listens to every episode and compiles a list of what ratio we are currently sitting at uh, and emails it to me at the email address provided at the end of the show, I will mail you uh, one of my DVDs. What? Yeah, that's a that's a goddamn contest is what that is. Okay, let's jump back into Movie Monday because we got three three down. We got three to go, which of course is a total of seven, six, six. It's a total of six. We left off. Let's see. We did uh, Total Recall, as the missus says, Triple Reaction. We did The Longest Day, a.k.a. The Longest Movie, and we did Looper. So the next film is uh, one called Three Days to Vegas, starring quite a few people. Rip Torn, I love that name, uh, Peter Falk, uh, George Siegel, and Billy Cobb, Bill Cobbs. Or as I like to call them, Billy Cabs. So, with that sort of star-studded cast of old dudes, uh, you'd think yeah, you're in for some funny, funny stuff. Would you not? Those uh, four, if you don't know who they are, I'll give you a sec to Google each one and get a look at their, their faces. They are, when this was filmed, uh, old. I know, uh, at least I'm pretty sure that Peter Falk has since uh, passed away, sad to say. Um, and basically the story is these four old dudes uh, go on a road trip to Las Vegas. Huh? I love a good, uh, a good buddy road trip movie. That's some of my favorite movie- movies are. Just some guys out on the, on the open road. So this, for me, had a lot of potential. Maybe that's... Maybe that was the problem that I went to it, went into it with really high hopes, and it uh, really disappointed me. That being said, let's throw up my rating. We'll go to oh, I hate to do it because I really like all these guys. Two out of five. Blech. Just uh, the story idea uh, is not horrible. It's uh, let's see, Peter Hulk's. Uh, daughter was getting married to a Frenchman, <laughs> so f- of course they were against that. Who would want them to? Who would want their daughter marrying a Frenchman? So that was a little weird. Uh, just automatic hatred of the French. Now it turns out, spoiler, he was a douche nozzle. So the marriage is taking place in Las Vegas. Why don't they fly there? You say, huh? That that would make sense. Why does it take three days for them to drive? Because the character played by Mr. Rip Torn, is scared of flying. <sighs> so, although a not totally unbelievable premise, kind of strange. And then, uh, where the movie really, really fell apart is just, it was very poorly written dialogue. Dialogue that just, at points, made zero sense. Uh, very, very few funny moments. And just overall a bleh movie. Sad to do it. Uh, you know me. If you've listened to me review things, I am a uh, lackadaisical liberal cubicleist and a lackadaisical reviewer of things in that 
I usually go pretty high, even for things that most people would go pretty low. So when I give it a two, I, I betcha and I imagine that is some people's ones. So, sorry, sorry, dudes, but there's better road trip movies out there. Hell, the movie Road Trip is better than this. The movie Road Trip is a better road trip movie than Three Days to Vegas. Alright, moving on. So, this is another... <laughs> oh, God, should I do it? Yeah, but no. So, uh, let's talk about another road trip movie. A little road trip movie called Road to Guantanamo. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you know what? If I ever got any letters about things I've said on the podcast, uh, any angry letters, I, I should get them over saying that, <laughs> that Road to Guantanamo is a road trip movie. Because it is about uh, three or four. I uh, can't remember. Four, it's a true story get that uh, out right off the bat, about three or four, I can't actually remember, three or four guys from England, they were, uh, I believe their parents were Pakistani or Indian, again can't quite remember, uh, and they traveled to Pakistan and uh, ended up in Afghanistan somehow and tried to make it back into Pakistan, but basically were captured by Americans, and then falsely imprisoned, falsely imprisoned in Guantanamo Bay, which if you have heard, probably if you've heard anything of Guantanamo Bay, you will have heard uh, horror stories involving torture, which from the sounds of it are true. One thing, you know what, now that I said that out loud, is one thing whenever I heard of Guantanamo Bay, I always heard one of the torture methods they used was waterboarding, uh, which they did not, uh, these three guys actually did not mention during the movie. Not to say that they weren't tortured in other ways, just not that particular one. So imagine um, the case for these guys was they were going to... Uh, a wedding, to see one of their buddies get married, and then through a sort of series of unfortunate events, end up in this uh, American war prison, a war prison that, how should I describe it, for, is from all sort of reports a very shady, not following the Geneva Convention place, where people are imprisoned um, against their rights uh, against many laws, and just the basic ship it that should not exist, in this man's opinion. Alright, so imagine you're there. <laughs> Fucking suck. Uh, the, the movie was interesting how they filmed it, because they, basically what they did is these three guys, I think it was three guys, oh god, I feel bad for not remembering if it was three or four guys, Maybe it was three guys, and then the fourth guy was the guy getting married. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Anyways, uh, so it's basically them being interviewed, uh, and that comprises, say, 15, 10, 15% of the movie, but the majority of the movie is what they did, uh, which I appreciated, was sort of reenacted uh, everything that happened to them. And they did it very, very well. It wasn't, uh, 
Like you could, it, it almost felt as if it was uh, actually being filmed at the time. So it was some some good uh, production values there, I guess you would say. I think this uh, movie's won quite a few awards, and that that explains it how uh, well they've done it. It really sort of uh, brought across what they went through. Uh, as much as you can in a movie, that is. I mean, you can never really know what someone who's gone through such a horrible experience just from watching a movie, but I think uh, they did a f- as good a job as you're going to do. Uh, I will give the movie a 4 out of 5. I'm not going to go full 5 out of 5. So, yeah, not going not gonna to do that. Save that for a little... Uh, little special or occasions, usually ones that make me laugh, uh, which this, of course, did not, uh, very depressing, but I like to, uh, throw in at least, try to one documentary a week, just to, uh, throw some knowledge into the old noggin, expand the, uh, the brain, ex- expand the brain meat. Okay, so, the last movie is called, oh yeah. The last movie is called The Good Old Fashioned Orgy. Let me, let me say that, uh, that title again for you, just in case you it, missed it. The last film that I watched is called A Good Old Fashioned Orgy. Uh, <laughs> so that title kind of grabs you right there by the Kajonis, doesn't it? Yes, I said Kajonis. Kajonis. It is not a porno. Let's uh, just get that get that out of there right off the bat. It will be unlikely that on a movie Monday I would bring a porno back here to talk about. Probably not going to happen. Just uh, throw that out in case you expect that at some point. This movie stars... Now, what I could have done here is written down every single person in this movie because this cast was just jam friggin' packed of famous funny people. Funny people who, uh, if you see, you will recognize if you are a fan of comedy. People who uh, do sort of the rounds of comedy podcasts. Uh, People who I greatly admire and have entertained me over the years to a huge degree, but there are so many of them that I didn't want to write them all down and read them while driving. Huh? So, uh, this is a, a sort of perfect opportunity to go over to the UMBZ, otherwise known as the IMDB, otherwise known as the Internet Movie Database. This is your friend, this website. If you are ever trying to settle any arguments involving movies, who starred in a movie, who directed, produced, how long it was, when it came out. This is an amazing resource to movie files, film, film buffs uh, of all sorts. Highly recommend just uh, checking it out. Even you, you don't have anything specific to look for, although in this case you do, because I just gave you Uh, Let's call it homework. Go over there and see all the the stars of a good old-fashioned orgy. Uh, The movie is about a dude who has... uh, You know what? 
Yeah, yeah. A dude who has a summer home, uh, owned by his parents, that is, and his parents decide that they're going to sell it. He uses the summer home to throw super crazy parties, and a lot of them. Um, So him and all his friends are very, very disappointed. Sadness. Now, uh, right when that happened, I thought, okay, well, there's, uh, what is there, like eight or nine of these friends, why don't they pitch in and buy this house so they can keep the good times rolling, maybe charge a cover uh, at one of the big parties, call it a, you know, party to save the party house party and uh, raise some funds that way. But no, they are resigned to their fate and say, well, might as well have one last big party. Uh, So that's what they do. Although, uh, instead of having a huge party, it's sort of the core group of, I think it's nine or ten people, uh, and they decide, well, the main guy and one of his buddy decides that they're going to have an orgy. A good old-fashioned orgy. So, uh, the first half, probably, of the movie is the sort of uh, main dude and the funny crazy dude. (laughs) Again, no names. Convincing the other people that they want to be a part of this orgy. As you do. Because... A lot of the times, I imagine, when throwing an orgy, a lot of it involves trying to talk people to take part in said orgy. That is just the the way I feel an orgy would happen. So, uh, very, very funny, that part of it. Now, something they did that I was kind of surprised, pleasantly surprised of, is that I thought maybe the actual orgy would be like a little... Uh, 10, 5, 10, 15 even minute uh, thing at the end of the movie in which they got in some jokes and had some laughs. But what they did, which uh, I thought was ballsy of them, (laughs) ballsy, uh, was probably close to half the movie was uh, took place at the actual orgy itself. So that's a lot of uh, film time to... uh, to be at an orgy. Now, uh, I don't want to give anything away. Like, uh, I will say that it is um, PG, so don't expect to see any boobies. Do you see any boobies? I don't think you do. I feel a little let down now. You do see a bum or two, so there's that. You do see a uh, pretty overweight guy in a Speedo, so there you go with that floats your boat. Uh, enjoy. But I don't think there was any boobies. Huh. Okay, well, you know what? Despite not having any boobies, this movie gets a 5 out of 5. Huh. What do you think of that? Uh, it was very, very funny. Uh, which, when you get a group of funny people like this together and uh, do a movie, I, I think it's, it's almost difficult to have it come out poorly and come out not hilarious. And this one was. Uh, strange that I had never heard of it. Huh. So uh, didn't do too much in the way of promotion, I guess? Anyways, uh, check it out on uh, IMDb first, and then check it out in earnest 
because uh, I can almost guarantee if you like to watch funny, funny movies, you will like this one. What does it remind me of? Kind of a little, little Ron Burgundy moments, a little uh, Wet Hot American Summer, very, very feeling like that movie. Uh, very, very good. Highly recommend. Five out of five. All right, folks, we are home. We did six movies today, did we not? All right, let's uh, end the podcast with this, that um, every single piece of feedback I have got about this podcast falls into, uh, let's say, two categories. And it all has been A, very positive, and it all has been B, from people I know. So, do I take it with a grain of salt? Uh, I don't want to, but I guess I should. So, what I would like from you, the listener, who I don't know if there is such a thing, someone listening to this podcast, who I don't know who you are. My name is Jordan, first off, I'd like to introduce myself. I am the lackadaisical Libruki-Burkerlist, and I'd love to hear from you. There is an email address as always, provided in the closing credits. I'm going to say it now anyways. It is maywood.jordan at gmail.com. Basically, just love to hear from you. I'll tell you what I'll do, too, as a sort of second contest. That's two contests, folks, in one episode. You heard it here. Whoever emails me to that email address, if I don't know you, I'll uh, thank you on the show, on the very next show. Do you love it? I hope so. Because I love you. (laughs) That was nice. That was a nice moment. Alright, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, maywood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper